This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. We're going to try to move through, and I know you're saying you're taking a big bite at the apple, Pastor Chad, but we're going to do our very best to get through these table of nations. One of the things I want to really kind of focus on, because it's it's one of the things that is spoken of and talked about all the time, is that when you're dealing with issues in the Middle East, you'll hear somebody say, that's just a family dispute. In a way, it is a family dispute. It's not a family dispute the way they say it is. It's just a bunch of people who came from the same place, because the truth is, if you go to if you go to the table of nations, you realize that we all came from the same place. So every dispute in the world is just a big old family dispute because we all were we all from the line of Noah. But understanding that that the people of the Middle East are mixed. And when I say mixed, if you're going to go from the line of Ham, Shem, and Jay, the truth is that they're they're mixed up. And there are people who live in the Middle East and who historically have lived in the Middle East for a long time. There there are people who historically living in the Middle East who come from all three of those lines. And that's not that's neither neither good or bad. It's not a it's not a negative or a positive thing. It's just a it's just a truth thing. It's one of those things that we need to understand. Now understanding our history, not as far as our, our genes or our heritage, but understanding history of the world in the sense of understanding how nations have chased after God or not chased after God is very important. And knowing who we're dealing with and knowing who we're dealing with as far as the nations and as far as prophecy, that's important. But as far as the individual human being, it's not really all that important. Individuals, the, the Apostle John said when he looked out over heaven, he and the worship of God, he saw men from every tribe and nation, tongue and language. And how did he see people from every tribe and nation, tongue and language? Because they, uh, they there were people from all ethnicities. It was obvious that he was looking at a mixed group of people from every, everywhere from the whitest Scandinavian to the darkest black person. He could see people from every tribe, every color, every color eyes, every type of hair, every uh, color skin, every size, big, tall down to the very shortest of maybe Eastern eight, the, the Pacific Rim, just people from every tribe and nation. And and I think that is wonderful because the diversity that God has created and uh, and the diversity of, of our uniqueness as individuals is glorifying to him because he's able to he's able to have his grace change us all. As we were going through yesterday, we're going through the sons of Cush, Mizraim begat Ludum and Anam and Lahaban and Naphtuhum and Pathrum and Kalashum, from whom came the Philistines and the Kaphtorim. Notice that they're sons of Cush. All right. And I want you to get that because the Philistines are the ones who lived on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea in Israel at the time of the Jews going in or the, the Hebrews going into the promised land. There were two groups of people. There were the Philistines 
and they were they were the Canaanites. And the Canaanites were not from the line of Shem. They're from the line of Ham. The Canaanites were, were it says in verse 15, Canaan begot Sidon, his firstborn. And there is a city in what is southern Lebanon that historically has been known as Sidon. It is a town and in all actuality, it's mentioned in the New Testament. In fact, Jesus visited that area of the world at some point in time during his ministry. He went into what is known as Southern Lebanon, and he he visited the area that is around Sidon, and then that is mentioned in 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 Scripture. Notice that these are not people from the same line; they're from different lines that live in what we call Israel right now. Canaan begot Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth. The Jebusites, the Amorites, the Gurkhashites, the Hivites, the Archites, and the Sinites, and the and the Zamorites, and the Hamathites, <laughs> and it, I just always call them all themites. Okay, and and all themites are from the line of Canaan, and he's from the line of Ham, and they are known as the Canaanites, and you'll notice as you're studying on through on, on through the Old Testament that the Canaanite, these Canaanite tribes are dealt with throughout the Old Testament. And um, and when the northern kingdom's taken into captivity and the southern kingdom is uh, conquered, some of these people are scattered all over the world, but they are but they are not from the line of Shem. They're not Semites. And that's where we get the get that's what we call the line of Shem. They're not Semites. In fact, the line of Shem doesn't even come from that. It says it says afterwards the family of the Canaanites were dispersed. And the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon that goes all the way to Gerar and as far as Gaza. And you've heard these names being mentioned before, the Gaza Strip. Notice they're spread out all over what is modern-day Israel. It says, and then as you go towards Sodom and Gomorrah, Admah and Zebulun, and for, and as far as Elisha, Sodom and Gomorrah is mentioned here. And it used to be that historically, some people didn't believe Sodom and Gomorrah existed. They believed that it was a, a tale. It was a, a, a story in the Bible to make a point. But of course, along the Red Sea, we have discovered Sodom and Gomorrah. And so we know where they are. They're an actual town. And we know that they were destroyed by some kind of panic or lava or firestorm that destroyed them. They're this a geological and a scientific fact. And so it's one of those things that, that used to be thought of uh, by scientists as a as an allegory or a tale to make a spiritual point, but now we know that it's not that. It is an actual that <clears throat> Sodom and Gomorrah actually exists. And if you go from Gaza to Sodom and Gomorrah, you go across Israel. And so we see that the Canaanites from the line of Ham lived in what is modern day Israel, and these were the sons of Ham according to their families and according to their languages and in their lands and nations. I right? <clears throat> So we see that that the sons of Ham went into what is the very southern part of the Arabian Peninsula. We see that they went into northern Africa, and obviously they began to populate most of Africa. We see that they were in what is what we call Israel today, or what is the the eastern coast of the Mediterranean, the West Bank, if you're from land on the land, and it is that area of Israel that along the coast all the way up through Lebanon and what is modern day Lebanon. And so we see that those people live all along those areas and they're mixed in, they're mixed up and they're mixed in. And in fact, 
The Sumerians are a people that are, well, they're from all different tribes and languages. They, uh, they intermarried with the Jews and the Canaanites and even other people that came into the area. And the Sumerians were the ones in the northern kingdom that, that were separated and were treated that way and were treated that way all the way to the time of Jesus. So I think it's interesting to see that. It says, and the children were born to Shem, and the father of the children were Eber, the brother of Japheth, the elder. And the sons of Shem were Elam and Asher and Ephrast, I can't say that name, and Lud and Aram. The sons of Aaron were Uz and Hul and Gether and Mesh. And what you're going to see, if you did a study of these names, what you're going to basically see is a lot of these people settled in, they went out east into the northern Arabian Peninsula, and they settled in the areas which are modern-day Iraq, modern-day Persia, modern-day all the way up into Turkey and Armenia, all the way up around the Black Sea. That's where uh, these names uh, are found in, in, in archaeological digs. That's where these places are. We understand that, that the, uh, the most well-known Semite of history is Abraham. He's from the line of Shem. And Abraham came from Ur of the Chaldeans. And where is Ur of the Chaldeans? It's the north of the area that we talked about from Babylon, which was which was created in Babylon and Assyria and Nineveh. It's north of that area, but not too far north. Ur of the Chaldeans is a little north of that, a little west of that. And that area of the world is right next to where the Hamites or where Nimrod, the son of Cush, who was the son of Ham, those civilizations and began that one world cult religion, that one world pagan religion that so seeps into all religions today. Uh, Abraham came from that area. Abraham didn't come from the Middle East. Abraham was not among the Hamites who were in Canaan. He was a different, he was from a different background. And sure, are there Semites who are Muslims in Iran and Iraq? Yes, there are. Are there Semites, Semites who are Muslims in Turkey and Armenia? Yes, there are. Are there Semites who are not Muslim, who are Jews. Yes, they are. But they're also Hamites, and they're also in that area. And so it's not necessarily a war between people who, who come from the, from the same lines. And you know what? They do come from one same line. They do all come from Noah. And that's the whole point. A lot of times we are perplexed by these names and languages, and we get to the place where we just kind of throw up our heads and say, I don't even know what we're talking about here. You can get that. But uh, if you if you spend some time studying them, and I've done that, I enjoy this. Uh, some people don't enjoy it, but when you s spend time studying, you realize that a lot of important things have happened in history that point to things that are going on today, that are issues that we face today. And uh, oftentimes, especially the United States, our dealings with this part of the world fail to take into account their understanding of their history and their understanding of but how the Bible correctly and straightforwardly points out who are who's who and where everybody comes from. And uh, they continue to live as if these passages of Scripture are absolutely true. And you say, this is the Bible. This is not the Koran. I'm going to tell you that the books of Moses are held in high esteem in Islam. Why? Because Moses explains all these histories. And Moses tells all these 
stories of the past. And the Muslims believe in the flood and the Muslims believe in Noah's Ark. And they hold Noah as an important person in their faith. And they understand that that this chapter 10 is an important chapter in scripture. It's an important chapter to understand. And it's an important chapter that lays a foundation for what's to come in scripture and in the in, in, not only in the Bible, but in history. And uh, oftentimes we fail to realize that. And when we fail to realize that, we fail to recognize that God's been at work for a long time. And that helps us, keeps us from realizing that God's been at work for a long time and he's going to be at work. It says uh, our, in verse 34, in verse 24, Arphax begat Salai, and Salai begat Eber, who was born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided, and then the brother's name was Joktan. Joktan begat Sheleth, and Hazmareth, and Jerah, and Doram, and Uzal, and Dikla, uh, Obal, Abamihel, Sheba, Ophir, uh, Havilah, and Jobat. By the way, I would not go to this passage and kind of look for names to name your children because they're hard to read, really hard to read and pronounce too. Anyway, he says, he says, and their dwelling place was from Mesha as you go towards Sephar in the mountains to the east. Notice he's telling us that the Semites went to the mountains in the east. And he's talking about the mountains that are up around, like I said, in the Armenian, Turkish, Iranian area of the world, all, all the way over into Afghanistan and India. And in fact, some of the Semites that live in the world are Afghani and Indian. They're, they're people that, that we see from that area of the world. And they're not, that's deep too. It says, and their dwelling places were from Misha as you go towards Sephar and the mountains of the east. These were the sons of Shem, according to their families and according to their languages and their lands and according to their nations. And these were the families of the sons of Noah, according to their generations and their nations. And from these, the nations were divided on the earth after the flood. He just, just spells it out for us right here. Moses gives us an idea of how the world was at his time. You need to know that Moses knew all these areas. Moses would have been a man of great knowledge of geography and of peoples of the world and especially from peoples of that area, because one of the greatest places of knowledge, one of the great repositories of information was Egypt at the time Moses was growing up. And he grew up as in the Pharaoh's household, as one of the princes of Egypt. And he studied these things. He knew where all these people lived. He knew where all these sons of Noah were. And he's not telling us stuff that he's heard just in passing at the at beside the fire, and he's just giving you something that he thought he's teaching. He's teaching us today. He's teaching us in the year 2021. He's teaching us about the table of nations from knowledge and information that he had that was dead on accurate at his time by some of the most knowledgeable and the, some of the most educated people of the world in their day. And you go, but they're not as smart as we are. I beg to differ. They built they built giant pyramids, and they didn't have uh, backhoes, and they didn't have bulldozers, and they didn't have giant trucks, and they didn't have these giant machines that cut uh, rock like we do. And yet they built the pyramids, and those pyramids still remain today. And many of the buildings that we build today, we have to tear down because because they get old and they get messed up. They built something that's lasted for thousands of years. And the people who built those pyramids were the same people who taught Moses 
about the table of nations and geography, and he knew these things. He knows this stuff, and he explains it to us. I think it's neat how God made sure he put the right people in the right places. It's amazing. It's almost as, it's almost like he's God, that he knows what's going on, which he does. He is God. And you know what? He's the same God that knows you. He's the same God that speaks to you every day. He's the same God that loves you as much as he loved Moses. He's the same God that cares about your day today as much as he cared about Moses' day when he called him up on top of that mountain in the burning bush. He cares about you, and he sent his son to die for you, you personally, you individually. And the God who did all these things over these hundreds and thousands of years back that we're reading about in chapter 10 of Genesis is the same God who knows you today. He knows where you came from. He knows where you live. He knows where you go each day. And he knows who you talk to. And he desires that his spirit would make a difference in your life as it's made a difference in his life and in my life. And I would say to you today that you ought to chase after that. You ought to go seek after it and find it. And, and you ought to find his will and his purpose for you. Because just as he spread the peoples of the earth across the world back then, He's in the business of spreading himself in the world that you live in and and spreading you to those around you so that they might have hope and peace because you are the repository of that hope and peace because the kingdom of God lives inside of you. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.